episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Welcome back, Mr. Grayston. Welcome back, Mr. Evan. Mm, we are back. Now, I think it's safe to say we're a household name. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can't get rid of us. The problem is, is love us or hate us, we're here. Well, also, you have the keys to this place. I know someone yeah. who pays for this place. So you can't keep us out. So, you know, you can, you can, I can, I can get in when I need to get in, you know, go to bed, sleep next to you and then do a little, uh, she awake and then get up, mm-hmm. slide out and we're in the studio. I call my boy. We're in the studio. Yeah, dude, we're here and they can't stop us. And that's, you know. Okay. Well, it's over. Thank, th- thank you that it's over yeah and i i am grateful that we have been recapping a couple episodes because it allows our tiny brains to wrap enough around and get it but like if it wasn't for that i feel like i'd be lost half the time i'd be so lost and i would be like i feel like i'd be seesawing between so many feelings yeah um yeah it's nice it allows us to just pierce through we're just a straight and narrow arrow we're just gonna fly right through this thing and get just get right into it and just and 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 most of what we say is bullshit anyway so we just kind of like yap at random topics and jump around it works very well for us yeah totally and most of it's just being hypercritical over people we'd probably (laughs) we don't know and we don't don't know enough about yeah we just judge them right at face value yeah exactly (laughs) i do way better in that situation than they're doing yeah i do i do that much better than that than knowing the details of someone okay let's just go straight into the dates yeah because i have big questions so they do the spa date him and yeah. michelle so michelle's the first one michelle's the first one let's before we get into that okay. i want to know this because this is something that hit me immediately was like what order do you want oh yeah so this is that's that's a big one i, I went games. through it 14 different ways of like initially i was like oh i want that one and i was like oh no i want the other one and i was like Ugh. like it i thought of all the elements and i was like mm, there's a lot of different things that play into what number you'd want well i bet he thinks about it like a meal where okay. he's like best for last best for last but then there's okay but then there's the sexual part i know which is like day three now now you're kind of like like okay think think about it like this three months and you've been pent up in a way like you've been making out 10 times a night hugging falling in love falling out of love i mean just drama all this stuff so you are just like and then the first night too is a lot of nerves a lot of right but then what if you have crazy connection with the girl sexually and then you guys do a couple rounds so then you wake up the next day you're spent and you got to do the whole thing again and then you got to do the whole thing again Mm -hmm. so day three it's like day one is good for the girl because she gets like the you know the nerve we're both nervous we're both in it okay it's a new experience for both of us the person who gets the last is a little bit kind of like he's exhausted both mentally physically everything i almost feel like my conclusion was like it's a bit of a hard one at the end because you wouldn't be able to fully recharge and 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 in every way proper we're talking we're talking sexual attention and also mental you're tired from two full days of dates and filming and late nights early mornings and you're expected to have the conversations that and can well you're expected to have the private conversations you don't have in front of the camera of like drop all the bullshit and just be a regular ass person with them and like make mistakes and not worry about the fact that all of this is going to be represented to you on national television yes it's like you get to just really drop your guard and let it down so yeah i mean this is where i'm like knowing who he picked and seeing how infatuated Matt was with Rachel through the whole process. Right. In my mind, I'm like, he's saving the best for last. That's the last taste he wants to have in his mouth. Like you smash through your vegetables first. <laughs> and then if you have like mac and cheese or mashed potatoes on the plate, it's like, oh, that's a tough call between like, what do I want to have in my mouth? Do you think it was last? up to what him? What do I want to walk away with this meal? You're, well, you're saying, well, okay, so do you think it was, was it up to him to choose? Totally up to him. Okay, so it's totally up to him. Yeah, he's calling I the shots I wasn't sure if that, was like a, if that was a producer thing where it's like they want to build attention because they maybe know he's vying for Rachel. So we want to kind of front load it to see if we can build the tension. What he's missing though, or like what I think is the sort of catches, 
if in his mind he is saving the best for last, he doesn't understand how those women are taking it. Because yeah. Michelle getting chosen first gets like, dude, she gets the first, like everything you're talking, she gets the first run at all of it. The freshest of everything. Mm-hmm. And in the girls' minds, they're probably like, wow, that's the person he wants to see the most. Exactly. And then the person he sees last, they're just like, Sick. Maybe maybe second's the best one. Because you get I all mean, the nerves out. What's the best term? What's the term though? We all know the term. Sloppy seconds. Oh, that's true. You're getting Michelle's sloppy seconds there. That's true. But then Rachel's getting sloppy thirds, which is then is, And she was pissed about it. She was. It was, I mean, listen. She was legitimately upset. Yeah. I didn't until this watching this to this intent, didn't fully take into the account of how actually awkward and bizarre the situation is like think about that first day when they all get in the room together Mm -hmm. and they're waiting for the letter of Mm -hmm. who's going to go first Mm -hmm. and imagine just you and two other people being like who is going to hook up who's going to have sex with my boyfriend or my girlfriend first because that's how they're feeling is like they're both feeling like my I have the biggest connection. So this guy or this girl is going to have sex with these other people before they he gets to me or she gets to me. And then that person's going to walk back in the room after they just had sex and be like, "Hey, had a great time." Yeah, it was awesome. Your turn. Like that is so weird. I'd be like You're going to find out. Like throw him oh, on a curveball. See, you you would be you get all cocky and be with like it. guys like he's Neil. Give him some like mess with their minds. Yeah, and be like, well, I mean, I think we had a great time. Let's just say he seemed to his mind got changed pretty intensely. I mean, I don't know what that means. I'm I'm just saying that we had before and that emotion and then after and he seemed majorly so different. Be like it was nice. But maybe then that gives so them all a bunch of it. maybe it gives them all a bunch of confidence. Well, because it's like I think a you movie. walk in and just go, honestly, that was unbelievable. And then they're like, wait, what? Well, because okay, so yeah, so I, I retract, I retract okay. because think about like watching a movie and watching a movie where everyone's like, yeah, it's pretty good, it's pretty good, and then you go in and you're like, expectations are pretty low, and you're like, Dude, that was excellent. Right, was, I had a fantastic time. It was worth every penny. And when everyone's being like oh my gosh, you have to see this movie. It's so good. Like, what was the musical movie with fucking Emma Stone and... Uh, oh, La La Land? Yeah, it's a shit movie. I never even saw it. It was bar- garbage. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it was 19 trash. Academy Awards. And yeah, just like, everyone's yeah. like, this is so sick. And then you were just like, no. You're like, mm, this was a movie. Kind of self-indulgent. Whatever. Like all those movies are. It was a super totally whatever movie. But their yeah. dynamic was way better in Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> right. oh, that's true. That movie was really it was good. Really good. But yeah, I just thought like, man, that must have been so like we we've normalized it because the show normalizes it. But like, imagine going through that with someone you feel like you're in love with. Like when you're falling in love, you're so raw that like that person you find out talking to someone else, you're like, wait, is everything okay with us? Like, what's going on? Or, Let alone like, I'm gonna watch the person who just had sex with them walk in and tag the other person. Or what in. if you like beat him up if you were a girl, like scratch marks all over his back, and then like, he and then you get in there with him his and, and his up. and his like and his back's all ripped up and hickeys you're like, all over the place, like shit. He can't <laughs> hide got, like can't. his lips busted open. He's got like a black like just like I don't know. I don't we know just, why we went we went insane. It was insane. I don't know. I blacked out. Yeah, it's like I'm not necessarily. This is for the record. It's not like I want to be beaten up while I'm having sex. I'm saying like, like you're, you're telling you're, you I think you're being honest this. about your own personal feelings. You could right do now. this. <laughs> no, but imagine if you like went. You just knew that that they were going to see it afterwards. So you got to make a mark. You got to you got to mark your territory. Zap all their confidence. You got to piss on the carpet. Yeah, sexually. Yeah, or, or I mean, or, and, or and then actually, all these girls are just beating him up, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like they, everybody's he doesn't aggressive. know what they're actually trying to do. He just thinks, yeah. like, "I got some wild girls on my hand." He's like, "I kiss with my eyes open," but like, what the hell are these girls doing? Yeah, he doesn't hit me as a big freak. <laughs> no, he hits me as like a, I'll make love to you like a husband. Matt seems like you. he's got a playbook. It, there's not. It's probably like three or four pages. These aren't printed double sided. There's yeah, he's got. Three good plays. One of them takes up about a page and a half. And sure. he's like, you know. Well, he did the ultimate, a little bit of a tell with 
Brie. Mm-hmm. And he goes, was that good for you? <laughs> and that's a she classic was, move of like, if you need to ask, if you need to say that, maybe there was a question in your head. Mm-hmm. Brie is a little bit like him though. Not super emotive. Doesn't give a lot. Doesn't show a lot of cards. She was there. dropping crazy innuendos though. After. During. Or like when they first met up, they were like putting up the tent and he's like, man, like for a second there, I didn't think I was going to be able to get it oh, up. Get, no, and no, no, she's no. like the tent. No, sure, but I'm talking about post post coitus. Post coitus, yeah. Is I love that word. Coitus, yeah. It's very underused. Um but she kind of mentioned like you know, she was deaf I will say this. I was thinking I got to get the view of their faces pre-sex and post-sex. Cuz if someone comes out of sex and is like disheveled, it's like, "Oh, it looks like a good time." But if someone walks away just going, "It was a nice night." You're kind of like, okay, maybe it was a little boring for you, but you know, you love the person. Yeah. Uh, I actually felt like Brie looked like she had a good time. So you never know. They never showed Rachel. At the end of Rachel's date, it was just straight to the rose ceremony. So this goes to my theory. This is, this is, this goes to my theory of like how many, how many women he can really have in-depth feelings for. That's, that's the reality. Versus the like, to me, it's like, I don't think you can really have, I think it'd be really tough to have it for more than two women. Yeah. Like I can, I can see encountering a fork in the road, but that's, it's a two pronged fork. It's a steak fork. No one's actually, you know, there's no trident. Yeah. And I think there's always one person in the fantasy suite. That's simply there because you can't have two people in the fantasy suite. Nope. You have to have three. So you're going to pick the one that you're sexually attracted to the most. So you think Brie was probably because he let Brie go. So it was probably Brie who he was like, I'm, I think you're gorgeous, but maybe we just don't have the connection. Dude, at I the end of it, he was slot. like, yeah, you know, I just don't have that with her, you know? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, pretty much. Michelle, he's like, yeah, I could see Michelle living, living the rest wifey. of my life with Michelle. She's wife material, wife 100%. Material. I do think it was a little bit between Michelle and Rachel, a little bit of like love and lust. It is. Where it's like, he kind of, because he, he would bring up, he would kind of say it, like, which is like, Michelle, I could totally see the rest of my life with. Michelle's like the perfect person. Michelle has all these qualities. And then every time he talked about Rachel, he'd be like, of course I'm attracted to, to Rachel. Of course she's a beautiful woman. Of course. You know what I mean? It was like he kind of led with that always as like the I can't see past how much I'm attracted to her. Yeah. So it all, I bet that was kind of tough where he was like, I'm so wildly attracted to Rachel, but Michelle has all the qualities. I, that's probably where the struggle hit. That's what it felt like to me. It's obvious. I mean, when you watch it, his mom saw it. His mom, dude, his mom saw Knew that it. shit from a mile she away. She was trying so hard not to just call it out. And like, I was joking because there's one, I was joking with, by, by the way, everyone, Becca takes all of my best jokes. <laughs> all of her. She so brings them in. All of her best jokes are probably hers, but all of her like pretty good ones. Solid. Those solid are backups. mine. Yeah. Those are mine. Okay. But. You're a team. I like I'm going to say, I'm just going to let you guys know. But, um. His mom was like, you can see yourself with one of these women, right? Right. It was a very clear picture of the one in his mom's mind. Dude, and let's be real. Let's be real. I mean, Michelle walks in and she just is emitting so much wifey material. Like she's mature and she's got it together and she teaches children and then like a 24-year-old walks in who's gorgeous and, and, and you know what I mean? And it just, it just, you could mommy had it all day she's like she's like matt broke, what are you doing she also broke mom down oh she was by so... like this incredible description of her son yes be like why are you in love with my son and she's like let me tell you all the reasons i'm in love with my son and his mom was so proud oh yeah of matt in that moment yeah and that's she's like, like that is my son yeah and then rachel comes through with the like god introduced us yeah like i prayed about it and god and it, told me and it hit and this she played note. into that chord a little bit it did she played into that chord but it's you know not as strong a chord to me no. as being like your son is literally my night and shy. like your sure. son is the most stand-up guy i've ever encountered in my yeah. life because and, and in my because what it's saying to the mom is you did a good job you did a great job you raised a you raised a man who's right. like you know and i loved the brother awesome the brother killed me because he had Hysterical. the grill. Oh my God. I couldn't tell if they were real. And I loved it too because was, like. Do you think the grill is permanent or was it. I don't um, know. I mean, he like didn't take it off in the show. So no, I guarantee he you he it was a vibe. What I liked about him was that he looked like Matt. Mm-hmm. But was an alter ego of Matt. 
he pull the girls to the side and be like, what are your intentions with my brother? What do you see in him? Mm-hmm. What about you? And have you so they both had the same personalities in like a very intense way, but he looked so different. It was amazing. I just loved it. It was like, it was like the, the two versions and then the moms in the middle being like this badass. So I thought it was like great. Like, Oh, it was hysterical. Great family to see, dynamic. It was so funny to see, like we see so much of Matt's mom with Matt. But what I also liked about it too, was like the, you could tell that that's why the mom was a good mom. Because she had two sons that are so different, mm-hmm. but yet both, you could tell, super stand-up guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought it was like really cool to have, you know, usually families have just like, it doesn't work that clean. Usually parents don't know how to parent different types of kids. You know what I mean? One usually it's like, there's always the one kid that gets a lot of attention and they get, know how to pay, they know how to deal with that and then they don't know how to deal with the other kid. But I love that there's two opposite energies going on yet like mom had taken care of both so like they were both just super stand-up guys well, it's also the it's a it's to me it's like the pick your battles you know like with your kids sure be like oh my kid wants to dye their hair blue be like right. yeah you could can put your foot down on that or you could be or you can embrace it and be like my kid's different than this like, other kids okay he's got blue hair who the fuck cares what you know my the thing i'm more interested in is like why are you lying of course of course you know like but that's what i mean most most parents don't know how to handle that most mm -hmm. parents just go there's one way of doing it you know or it could be the artistic parent that goes if you don't have blue hair you're what's your what's your problem like if if there's the accountant kid Mm -hmm. but the parents are more like artistic they're like loosen up you know like like, you're you're so like you need to chill out (laughs) (laughs) i want to talk about let's quickly let's quickly go through their dates okay yeah because i wanted the first thing i wanted to talk about was michelle eating the fucking oatmeal Let's talk about the dates because that first date and I just thought to myself, why do they do this? Because if you're trying to get someone in a good place to get physical with someone, so if Mm -hmm. they're your producers or whatever and you're setting up and I want, I want them to get comfortable so that they can possibly get this, the fantasy suite going and be comfortable and kind of really take their, like, dude, you're putting them in the hick spa okay and it's flesh skin everywhere right talking like calf skin and all this like hardcore and like taxidermy on the wall milk as a bath real butter and oatmeal yeah like gross 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 i don't like the feeling of butter on my skin i don't like food on my body no when i'm trying to hang out with someone let alone just by itself. Like it she literally tasted just the oatmeal, like, right? No, well, she did that. She picked it and then like rubbed it on his face. And he's oh. like, you're all gross. But it was like after their feet had been in it. But it was also like, you know, welcome to the Thanksgiving spa. Like mashed potatoes, raw meat, t- and fucking beans. I and you'll eat it yeah. and lay in it. And then afterwards, you have sex in it. Just, it's just like, welcome to the Mayflower spa. Like, it was so gross, dude. Lather I was just, me like, up with a bunch of butter. Yeah, it was not. I just. Ugh, it, it was disappointing but it's also that's the whole point like they're constantly trying to put these guys on edge of like hey we're gonna have a spa day and you'd be like yeah. oh my god thank you yeah like so tense just like yes let's go you know decompress mm-hmm. let me let me hit the plunge pool let me get in the sauna let me relax you know give me a, a scrub down Spas? Get all the dead skin off my body. Just scrub me, make me shiny like a yeah. penguin coming right out of the water, you know? <laughs> get my scales off. And instead, they're like, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna get you shiny like a fucking chicken ready for the oven. Just it was cover so you up gross. And dip you in, br- I'm going to brine you in milk and then cover you in butter. That was a Chris Harrison move. He's like, this will be cool. He's like, this will be hilarious. They're going to lose their minds <laughs> on this one. <laughs> What a weirdo. But I was um, expecting Tyler to come out at any moment. Dude, a hundred percent. You know, you know, he almost barged in. He's like, dude, this is insane. No, no. He was gonna massage, he was gonna get Matt back. back. That's what I was literally. Yeah, and thinking. he's just like, dude, it was me joking. Got you, dude. And they're like, Oh, you're insane. And they dab it up, and then all of a sudden um, Tyler doesn't leave. And then he's just like, So what are you guys doing? You wanna hang? Yeah. He's like, I brought the fucking drinks. You guys wanna hang, dude? I got some I got some chiladas. Yeah, I got some chiladas. Like, what do you guys like? <laughs> Michelle, what do you like? 
I already know what Matt likes because also Matt lives with me. So, you know, whoever he chooses, like, dude, we already got bunk beds. <laughs> yeah. We got them set he, up. He was, he, was, he was selling merch. He was selling merch with him and Matt on it. Like the night that he, that Matt is crying about this hardcore issue with Rachel, he's like selling merch being like, dude, me and Matt, <laughs> boys for life. In Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. I wonder how up. their merch is doing. I don't know, but I love it. I think it's a. I think it is pretty <laughs> I'm funny. I'm a big fan of that guy. It's just he's yeah. unbelievable. Um, Tyler, okay, so, Tyler, Joel, <laughs> just Joel, and then um, Breeze date. You know, I mean, lackluster as can be. Lackluster. I mean, do we have no budget also, anymore? No, let's talk about this. Let's. So this one stood out for me. So again, reason why Brie isn't even an option on the table for me in Matt's eyes as a long-term relationship is Matt spends the entirety, the entire first portion of their date lying to Brie. About what? He's going to put it out there. Camping. Matt's never been camping. He admits it on there. He goes, but I'm not going to let Brie know that. He just oh, puts yeah. up the facade. Yeah. You know what? And it might be light and fun and games. It might be a prank. There's also, it's called lying. And you don't lie to people you respect. And he could have been, you know, I don't actually really know what I'm doing. He saved right. it to the end, but that's what he chose. He said, mm. you know what? I'm going to go into this and I'm going to fool her. Well, I just also thought it was so lame. It was like four logs, a clearing and a small Costco. Tent. They needed a GPS it was just like, though. Is that really, is that, is that, is that the best you got? Like there's, I mean, where's like the designer? Where's like the person who could put together a dope looking situation? Also, camping could be super sick. If you did a glamping thing, where yeah. they had a gorgeous tent with the whole thing and then they had fire and they had a, you know, a, a axe throwing also, thing. Also, if just it's something. legit cold and you got to zip your sleeping bags up together, like cute camping can be very fest. romantic. But it was so like, it was literally the most low budget version of a day you could possibly get. So mm -hmm. like hiking 10 feet and then they go sit down and they're making a fire and it's like, okay, like that's our date. And they know the fact that Brie even admitted, she's like, I hate outdoors. I don't go outdoors. Again, it's like this whole thing of like, hey, you've been looking forward to this this whole time. This is Let's what you give us? punch you below the waist with this one. Yeah, it was so lame. Um, and then we had Rachel's date. Where she which starts was the, off. Which was ghost, you know, movie yeah. ghost. It's pottery. She's tripping. Um, again, just kind of a date that you like phone in. It's like you went to, it's just like a place where they do thing. And then, I don't know. It's just to me, it just felt very like at least the, the, the Mayflower oatmeal and corned beef spa there was some central was aspect it to was it. also unique yeah, also she got to put hands on it there was hands on it was warm there was a fire like it was gross but at least there was a vibe mm -hmm. the other two were brutally lame yeah all right brutally lame and then also though rachel spends the majority of it trying to like really let him know which i thought this was interesting that she's like if you were to propose to me right now i'd say yes mm. she's like really to me trying to like Matt has tried to make it very clear up to this point how serious he is about yeah. this whole situation. And she keeps trying to like echo that back to him. Is yeah. At least that's something I picked up on in this date was like, that's what she led with even before going into the fantasy suites. It's like, she doesn't need it. She feels very strong in her, you know, relationship. And she's like, I'm ready to make this commitment to you. Yeah. Which I think for him is like, oh, maturity. Yeah. Also, like, if there's one thing we've learned from the show, like, in the history of the show, is at this point, the girls, whatever they are, whatever they have to be self-conscious about themselves in, that comes out in these episodes. Big time. Um, Valdo, though, we haven't really seen, we didn't see anyone throw each other under the bus, but, like, that to me, harping on, like, how ready she is, mm -hmm. to me, was also, like, a big red flag of, like, how unready in my yeah. mind it's, it's like someone saying i work hard i work super hard i'm sorry i'm so busy i'm always so busy when in reality it's like if you got to talk about how busy you are all the time probably not so there's a saying it's called work smart not hard Duh. yeah just but uh let's see we're jumping all over the place sorry we are sorry it's just where we're broads going. we're just absolute lunatics we're not there's no timeline for us we're just whatever pops into our head we're start talking about um kind of like tyler oh <laughs> That's just like the. That's if I was Tyler's friend, I go to. I just, I just go, and you just know he'll be there like in an hour. <laughs> and you just know he'll show up. That's like the bat signal for Tyler. Um, who do you think had the best date? I guess it would mainly be between 
Michelle and Brie because they didn't have any beef in the beginning. Like Rachel had issues, you know, in the middle of it. But, but again, at the same time, man, that's the thing I think that works with Matt is it's the same thing that happened with the parachute thing mm-hmm. was like Michelle and Brie and Serena all had like perfectly good dates. Right. And then Rachel fell and broke her neck. Oh, are you okay? This Dude, time she goes. Still, I'm still reeling from that. Like, right. Whatever but that. it's drama. And then, and then this time she goes, I'm not okay. We need to talk. What shakes him up? Mm-hmm. Like she kept shaking mm-hmm. him up. And it's also Matt's got this whole narrative of like the relationship's not going to be easy. Like this is the, like, you know, the fun and games isn't the stuff you have to worry about. It's the rocky parts and being able to work through that stuff yeah. to build a long lasting relationship is going to be like, you know, they're always saying like, you have to pick someone every day. Right. Kind of shit. And it's like, she's challenging him, which I also think is like, it's really smart on her part to be like, you know, it's not being agreeable in every single instance. It's yeah. not taking his side of things. It's not showing up and putting on a smile and putting a smile on your face and making sure Matt has a good time. It's like, I'm pissed right now. Sure. You shake up the, the monotony of the process. It's too, transparency when you do that. and the, in the, it's communication in the relationship. And I think like to him, he's like, oh, that's, you know, that's great in his mind. I mean, obviously he thought it did. It worked. Right. It worked. It worked. No, I mean, definitely was played well. Um, yeah, that was that was really hard because it also showed the maturity of the other women when it came to handling the jealousy of the situation. Like, Michelle walked in literally after having sex with Matt and a great night and a great date. Downplayed it. And just walked in and said, you guys are going to have a great time with him. I, that I was, was really like, struck me. Well, that is the most mature thing I've ever heard in my life. And she's like, you're going to have the time to get the conversations in that you want to have with him. You're going to be able to like ask the questions you've been waiting to ask. And at the end of it, like you're going to have some like intimate time with Matt. I mean, you're literally telling the other women who are fighting against you for him. Enjoy yourselves. Like that's the maturity level she brought. Also as like a regular person, like that's good ama- job. I mean, amazing for the TV. I want to watch so boring. No, like that's the, that's I the want problem. Someone like Crystal. It's not dramatic. I want someone like Crystal to come in and like flip her hair and be like, good luck following up my ass. <laughs> yeah, I just blew his mind. <laughs> be surprised if there's anything left or, you know, be like, I think he has to go to the hospital. Honestly, <laughs> I think, I think, I think he has to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if he's like, you know, just hope that he doesn't have to spend too much time on his feet because, because <laughs> I broke him. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria no, that's what that's what I wish Victoria made it all the way because Victoria would have been like actually actually he's in the hospital right now because we broke every bone in his body last night and yes he did love it and he did say that you guys are gross and he hates you so anyway have fun yeah <laughs> that would yeah, have been actually great. we spent most of the time Matt was just talking shit about you guys yeah. to me and I was really like wow you know yeah Matt was just telling me like that I am everything he's ever wanted. I'm his fantasy in that like, and he's the most, just the most attracted to me compared to you guys. Like has been since the beginning. He said he wants to put a new tiara on my head and you know, it's pretty much done deal. Good luck, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. The only reason why you're here is participation award. So bye. <laughs> like I, I do wish for like, she would have come in and like, she would he would have been like actually why just come it was on the it? best part of the women tell all was her highlight <laughs> oh, reel yeah, that was my favorite it's still my favorite scene in bachelor is her unbelievable no i won't stop katie yeah <laughs> why are you so sensitive <laughs> sounds like a problem you have <laughs> it's like a class i mean now that we're getting now we're not even in the same ballpark but uh, <laughs> saying what she said is the equivalent of saying it's it's the classic i'm sorry you're offended Mm-hmm. And it makes the other person you're fake apologizing best, to best. blood boiling mad. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you sensitive? Oh, I'm so sorry. You're sensitive because I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't say anything wrong. So the fact that you're mad about it is a you problem. So I just had sex with Matt. Blew his mind. Never done anything like that in his life. And if you're jealous, sounds like you got a problem. You're sensitive. Yeah. He told me many times that this was his first time doing this. And then Tyler's like, that's right. I was there. <laughs> I watched it. It was insane. <laughs> He's literally never done anything like that before. I was passing them drinks the whole time. <laughs> we went through so many cheladas, you guys. Dude, I was making mixed drinks, cheladas, whatever, dude. The whole thing. 
Just can't wait till my boy gets back. Can't wait till my boy gets back. We take Miami by storm. Dude, he didn't choose anybody. It's going to be insane for us right oh, now. Oh, for real though. Think about how much more merch they're going to sell. Dude, it's the it's the Miami, Miami boys. Now. I was literally joking that they do have bunk beds and that they pre-built Matt like a king-size bottom bunk. Yeah. And Tyler still has a twin bed. Yeah. And his feet are hanging off the edge. Well, so, and he can also peer down and be like, hey guys. You know, he has a slide too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there, but there is a, there, there's a ladder and a slide. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he never goes up the no, ladder. He, ru- he, he runs, runs up, up the, the slide. slide. Yeah. Cause he can do that every time. And he's like, and before he goes down the slide, he swings on the bar above it. Yeah. And then drops like butt heavy yeah, down. Yeah, 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 it just yeah, yeah. like slides down. <laughs> and he, and he and while Matt was gone, he built a zip line out of the window into the uh, pool. Totally. So and they, he jumps. And he's like, dude, I'm going to f- trick this place out. So when Matt gets back, it's going to be legendary. And now he jumps off his bunk down onto Matt's bunk and then up onto his zip yeah. line. And he tricked out it all the window, out. Super tricked out. And Matt's going to come home from like the whole Rachel incident being like super depressed, going through a whole lot, all the, all the online, you know, problems that he's going, you know, that, that happened to him through this whole thing. And he's going to be sitting in the corner, like super sad. And he's, and they're going to do like a camera on Tyler. He's like, my boy's bombed. My boy's bummed out right now, but there's only one thing. I smoke a Frappuccino's. And he's just like, oh, let's go to Hooters. <laughs> I literally picture them like the... Miami broed out versions of Zoolander 100%. and his model. They're friends. in the they're in the Jeep and they're just like, yes, yes. And Matt's in the back, just like, I can't believe I actually that now that I've spent some time away, I can't believe this is my life. <laughs> and Tyler's just like, I've been waiting for you, man. Miami has not been the same without it's you. Not. Oh man, my boy's back. In town. Everybody's trying to have like enlightened conversations and stuff, and like I just trying to eat pizza with you, dude. Dude, carne. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! We should just—we need to get Tyler on. Also, though, okay. Literally, though, what a power play! I mean, it's not really a power play. It's like a Matt got to be the bachelor and then leave without making a commitment. He's like, I don't actually want to get engaged to anybody. I just want to like casually date this girl. Yeah. And then leaves and immediately ends it with her. And he's just like. Literally now him and Tyler are just like the kings. Yeah. They both got they got the followers. They're both like shredded and good looking. And they're just like, dude, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least that's what Tyler that's what Tyler thinks. Matt's like, I actually would really like a wife and a couple kids. And Matt's he's like, like no looking, man, it's bachelor eternal. He's like, dude, I actually have like six therapist recommendations. Like, I don't think I'm gonna explore a few of these. Yeah. And Tyler's like, dude, you know what's kind of crazy to think about? We went on a show called The Bachelor, but we didn't choose anybody. Now our life is like the show. And every time we go to a club, those are all the contestants. <laughs> kind of crazy to think about. It's First of so, all, we all except do this. that we get like the keys to the fantasy suites every yeah, night. Yeah, dude. Chris Harrison <laughs> sent us the creepy letter that he sends to all of us every time. Dude, we go, hell yeah, the brother. Creepiest letter. Creepiest letter. It's like, hello. Your father here. Would you two like to enjoy each other physically? You can have the keys to this exclusive room. Yes. I'll be live. Because I lost my job on The Bachelor. I'll be live streaming from your room on OnlyFans. Make a little extra money. So funny how that really flipped for him. Where it was like, (laughs) I'll be back. Like Chris Harrison's like, oh, I'm coming back. And then ABC's like, no, he's not. Um, Speaking of... Uh, how did you feel about his replacement? He has his um, host cadence down. The cadence is very down. And tonight, we're going to welcome these two from the show back to talk about something heavy. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. I was like... He killed it. I, I will say this. He felt like a real person. And that's what I liked about him a lot. I was, liked he was that like he, he was, was felt like a real person, and he was like asking great questions, and he was like ask, he was kind of getting in, and he would let like Chris Harrison would have never let the long awkward silence happen. No, he would have like come on, and this isn't good TV because he's like out of touch. But Emmanuel was like, I'm just gonna let this sit. Oh yeah, and, and he, he was, created a moment. He also literally took like 
all the questions that you like circulate social media and like just those are hard questions to ask someone just point blank to their face because there's so many there's they're all traps they're, they're all almost traps. all traps did you feel and like I he was hear flirting him. with michelle i saw some people talking about that the second she walked on he like forgot all his words he's just like so what is your number yeah he's like so you're gonna be the he's like so you're under contract with abc because you're gonna be the bachelorette which means like He's like calculating he's like, and, he's like, and he's like, I'm, I'm replacing him now. He's like, so you can't be sing, technically can't be dating anybody before the show, but, but I can be maybe be on the technically show. Technically you just can't be in like a public relationship before the show, but you're, you're definitely single right now. But if you fall in love before the show, that might work. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly like that. At least I saw the wheels moving. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he killed it. I, I liked his, um, his energy, his personality, he was very comfortable. Right. I would imagine that's scary. This his, is like a massive thought moment. His suit was too small. Yeah, but that's only because he's like shredded. You could tell he's like shredded. And shredded dudes like wear those kind of clothes because they're shredded. So I was like, he'd look goofy if he if he if his suit fit normal. He's and like, Becca was he, like, no, he'd be just in a normal fitting suit. He'd no, look normal. No, he's like an NFL guy. You ever see NFL guys wearing normal suits? It looks like they're wearing their dad's suit. <laughs> Because they're so big and so shredded that if you put a suit on that's not fitted, it looks like they're wearing their dad's like it's suit. An like it's just clown like you ever look at, like uh, basketball players from the eighties, the big suits they used mm-hmm. to wear. I mean, they looked like they were wearing clown Draping, costumes. Yeah, just like- because they were actually wearing appropriate non-fitted suits. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work if you're shredded. You got to wear like a fitted suit, or else you look crazy. Um, I thought the I thought the style was cool. It had like actually, like it was a good style. It wasn't the classic as Harrison, just kind of mm-hmm. boring suit. I liked it. I didn't. I didn't miss Chris Harrison for one second. I gotta say, I didn't either. I was wondering, like, oh, how will it feel to have someone else in no, there? No, dude, he's cringy. And he was just he's. You, you realize how cringy he is when someone normal walks. Well, let's. In. You realize how cringy he is when he goes back to the conversation with Matt when he's like, "So how are you?" And Matt's like, "I honestly don't know." And Chris is like, "Well, like." Three days ago, when I asked you this question, you were like pretty confident. Like, what are you going to not propose to somebody pissed. now? He was on edge. He was low key. He was super mad. He was disappointed and he mad. He dissed his mom too. Mm-hmm. Remember that? He's like, so this whole moment for you is your mom telling you that. Like, yeah, like your mom really messed you up, didn't she? Yeah. Which, which basically he was saying, your mom messed me up because what I'm dealing with is another Claire right now. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to have another person not choose on my show because my show has results. And my show has ratings. I don't miss him at all, actually. I mean, just even Who from a sentimental... About? Chris Harrison. Sorry. Who? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Tyler. <laughs> Honestly, Tyler should have been the replacement. Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like... He, like the whole time, he's just going like this. Dude, where did, we did it. He's like, dude, you're about to go to fantasy suites with these girls. He's like, what are you thinking about all this, dude? By the way, your mom's insane. I he's like, her. who would you choose? You want to know who I would choose? Yeah, he's like, dude. He's like, dude, we should go on a double date. <laughs> he's like, you just like you just let Bree go, right? I'll bring Bree. We're homies. I'll bring Bree. You guys are friends too. And we'll hang. It was gonna be great. <laughs> and she's sitting there like so awkward. And he's like, he's Bleh. like, dude, I'll make bagel bites. I know you love them. And by the way, we say all this fun making fun of in a way that we absolutely love Tyler. We would hang with him. I'm a massive fan of that guy. Let's try to get him on here. And I wouldn't want nothing more than to have Tyler on the show. If you guys could just D not DM public comments, parade him and say, we love him. Get him on here. He needs to come on to our show. And mostly you need to say that he would love us. Yes. We are his friends. By the way, his, his type of personality, a lot of my friends. (laughs) I love guys like that. (laughs) He is. I want good time friends. He is a good time only I guy. I like clowns. I just love good time onlys. I like guys that are positive all, vibes, dude. They're not afraid to be to embarrass themselves in public. It's like I got enough demons and serious things going on in my head. I need good times. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that dude is a party. Yeah. Big fan. Um, okay. Let's get into some random, not random, but let's get into some kind of extracurricular stuff. Let's do it. Got a couple um kind of topics from the broads um 
who would you see yourself being with now that the whole thing is over? So if we were Matt, or or let's say we just watched the season, and we were to go, huh? I think I could see myself ending up with with her. Do you have kind of a rough, you know, after watching it all? I like the Canadian girl, Serena. Mm-hmm. Okay, Serena. Okay, I like that. What do you like about her? I don't know. It's, it's just. By vibes. the way, we got some hate for the Canada talk last time. Did you see that? Why? We got some hate. We got Canadians were not happy with us. Fucking they whatever, were, dude. Whatever. They were Who mad. There's a bunch they of lumberjacks. Were, they they were mad, dude. I saw some comments, and they're like, "I love the episode. I was not happy with the wow, can, with the, with the Canadian hate." Wow. By Can- the way, we Canadians didn't hate on Canada. We just said no. like. Also, like, are you newsflash? Like, we've been making fun of our goofy ass neighbors to the north forever, dude. It's a, it's a, like, listen, oh my god, it's like, a, it's a friendly jesting, friendly jabbing. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so funny because, like, Canada's like gorgeous, chill. The people are amazing. Like, obviously, we're joking. Okay, it's a big joke because Canada's <laughs> an amazing place. Okay, this is like making fun of a place that's actually we don't also, like. Also, poutine. Have you had poutine? It's great. It's so it's good. It's so good. The it's people so are good. amazing, dude. You dr- take a drive. I've driven from like Calgary over to Vancouver. It's one of the prettiest drives you've ever been in your life. Like, it's an amazing place. So, chill. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, okay, real quick. Who do you think that Michelle and Katie, what kind of guy do you think they'll be into? I thought that was a good question. So Michelle. Opposites, to be totally honest. Okay. I think Michelle's looking for. Like Matt. So, okay. So okay, I'm going to build it off of Matt because Michelle just fell for Matt. Yeah. So typically she's probably not going to go for a guy who's like Matt, except the only thing that really, to me that Matt is missing for Michelle now is it's just become clear as the season goes on. Like Matt has so much to work through Mm. in understanding like what he really even wants or needs out of a relationship. How like, because Matt wants to, he was focusing so much on being the supportive figure but it's like you need to be supported in being able to be that person yeah and i don't think he necessarily knows how to receive that or if he's even aware of it it's like it, yeah. there's a lot like you know i mean you're just watching he has his dad on there and you're like dude there's so much unresolved emotional trauma for matt to deal with yeah. it's like bro you are not ready to let someone into that because you've been no. closed off for so long like you got to work on that and then with his mom too yeah like he, every he, he he was like hanging on her words like anything she would say he would take as like you know um scripture so it was like you could definitely tell there's a lot going on there that i think he didn't even realize was there until he went through this process totally and it's like you know i'm learning from and growing in my relationship with becca like that's not something you, you have to do it with this person yeah and anyway, he's got Michelle's going to look for someone who's got that shit sorted out. You know, it's like he was he was a he was definitely he was a man in all like Matt held himself at a high level. I think he's still like he treated these girls. He treated these women really well. I think he was honest the entire time. He was like, you know, he was sensitive to all of their feelings. Like he conducted definitely. himself in a very stand up manner. But. I don't think it became clear to him until the end that he thought he was so ready. Right. And then, I mean, he told it to, he told it to America. He was like, I'm absolutely not. I don't feel like I'm ready for an engagement. Right. I'm ready really more for like casual dating. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, that was interesting. That was interesting because maybe he didn't really fall in love until right, right at the end. Because I would imagine like you would have figured this out a little earlier. But it was crazy to see him go through it with his dad and his mom for him to kind of truly realize, like, I'm falling deeply in love, but at the same time, it's really messing so, me up. So, first thing Michelle's going to look for is a career. A job, even. Those are for starts. Yes, to my, in my mind, I think Michelle is going to look for, like, 
a structured regimented guy got it who's past like all his i don't know boyhoodness Gone. if that makes sense yeah Done with it. yeah okay um like dude i'm like it's trippy to, to i've harped on it before but watching ari where ari says he's at in comparison to like him saying i'm ready for marriage is so different in demeanor and the way he in the conversations he asks especially with the women's parents it's night and day in comparison yeah um i think she's gonna be looking for someone more on that kind of level got it who's like doesn't just want to get married but like i want to sit down and have kids yeah like that's what i'm looking for like my bio clock as a guy is like i want to be a dad i want to be a dad yesterday sure that's what i think michelle is going to be looking for i think um Katie is Katie's going to be someone who's like the type of career guy she's going to be into is the guy who like shocks you when he drops that he has like an actual career. You're going to be like, you don't do anything. You live at home in your mom's basement. And it's actually, he's like, no, I'm actually like a millionaire from day trading. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And now I just fuck around and play call of duty all day and like wear flip flops. But like, you know, like, 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 Eight years ago, I put $20 in a Bitcoin and I forgot about it. And now I own four boats. Fucking cashed out on GameStop. Now I'm on it. <laughs> right, right, show. right, right. That's the dude Katie's looking for. Okay. All right. I got that. It's like we can like party hard and then live like a very fancy lifestyle. Got it. That sounds amazing, by the way. Right? That's, that that's, the guy, sick, that's the guy dude. I'm looking for. For real. Um. Okay. Here's what I think. I heard that Michelle... The reason why Michelle is going to be the second bachelorette is because she turned down being the first one because her class, she didn't want to miss out on class. So to those of you who don't know, which is probably nobody, everybody knows this probably. When you become the bachelor, Mm -hmm. the bachelorette, or even Mm -hmm. a contestant, you get a lot of followers on social media. Mm-hmm. What comes with a lot of followers on social media is a lot of money to be made on such platforms. Mm-hmm. And then aside from that, brand deals. And then aside from that, hosting deals. There's a lot of money to be made when you go on The Bachelor and you're successful in The Bachelor. So mm-hmm. she was top two. How many followers does she have? I don't know, but... This is always interesting. She's got a lot, I'm sure. So it's like, she's got a, she's got a new career, right? Anyone who goes on this show... Um, basically you have the opportunity to become an influencer. Oh, you just have, to, and not, yeah. And, and just even the opportunity to kind of like reframe your life. Uh-huh. Right. Case in point, your lady, right? So the fact that she's like, and, and, and let's also be real. If you become then the bachelor or bachelorette quadruple, whatever you just oh, had before. Yeah. So like now you're just at the top of the game, right? Like now, like you're millions of followers you're super famous. You're on CNN half the week when drama happens. I mean, like, look, you walk off the show with 200,000 followers. You have a career ahead of you yes. on social media. You walk off as the bachelor with 1.7 million followers. Now, you're, now you have two houses, three houses. Like mm-hmm. you're rich. And so if you capitalize on it, if you know how to, yeah. And let's be honest, you have 1.3 million followers. You don't even know how, how you don't even need to know how have to, you can just, fumble through it and they still make like, a killing. They put it into your hands. It's, it's, it's handed the trade-off from going, for going on the show. Which is incredible, right? So the fact that she says, I'm going to postpone it and was even okay. And let's be real. They probably were like, she probably in her mind thought, if I, I this is me saying no, they're just going to say no. And she's like, I'm willing to do that. So what my point is, is that Michelle can't be bribed with money. She's willing to say, yeah, my $50,000 a year job as a teacher, I care more about my students and my their, connection their mental kids. health and my connection than it does at, than I do about money at the highest level. Because that was her whole thing with, with Matt was like, I love the fact that he is trying to help people mm-hmm. and that he has charities and he's interested in that. It was never like that he makes a lot of money or that he's super good at this or he's super buff or any of that. It was always his like philanthropy. So for me, I go... If you can't be swooned with money or 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 anything like that, then you're kind of 
impenetrable when it comes to that. So you're, I think that she's going to be looking for someone who's got a heart of gold. Like I could see her being like, fa- like fantasy guy, you know, world peace type guy. Like if, if a guy comes in with that mentality, I feel like that'll play really, really well for her. Cause she's so interested in humanity and like helping others. So for me, I was like, that's kind of heart of gold. It's also kind of a lot of pressure for anyone dating her. Cause it's like, you're kind of talking to someone that's like, her mindset is very anti what everyone else's mindset mindset mm-hmm. is. So that's that'll be interesting to see if there's someone that can if she's in the driver's seat who can match to that level. Katie, I see her as wanting someone who is like Matt in that they're mature and they're adults, but definitely someone who's got that more like playful fun vibe like let's you know money is fleeting let's just spend it and have a blast you know what i mean because she's a blast so i could see her kind of wanting like she's mature but she's also a good time she is so she's gonna be she's gonna like her head's gonna be like yeah i think i want the super mature guy but at the same time i think she's gonna want a guy that's gonna be like life's too serious let's have a good time no, she's gonna want like a lake house and a pontoon boat and like yes. spring spring break and Cabo. invite the friends over and let's have a good time. Yeah. So that's that's what we think about those ladies. I think it's gonna be great. I I cannot wait for the Bachelorette. The Bachelorette's so much better in my opinion. I do too, and I also think. Um, so I'm thinking about Michelle and like you're an elementary school teacher. There's a lot of people in the world who still like tackle life the way they tackled problems when they were 10 years old. Dude, where was my, how come I didn't have teachers like that? My teacher would like smoke cigarettes behind the back of the school and just be like, don't bother me. <laughs> like I didn't have good teachers, dude. I had the teachers, teachers who like cared about you. Yeah. I didn't have any teachers that cared about me. I think I had one in my, f- whatever, how, how many years of uh, 16 years of, of, of schooling through college too. It's like, my teacher, I remember I walked into a professor once and he literally just goes, okay, this is a very hard class. 95% of you will fail, but I do not care. I have tenure and I'm retiring in a year. So it's up to you whether you want to work hard and figure this out. But let me tell you this. I will not be grading on a curve. And uh, it is what it is. That was the first thing he said when he walked in. And I remember just thinking like, where, everyone talks about like, oh yeah, and this teacher and he nurtured me and he and he and he saw my talents and you walked in and this and my like, teacher's I'm just at like the point in my career in hell i don't give a fuck about <laughs> you or my career that was 80 percent of my experience in education was just somebody being like don't bother me i'm in the middle of a divorce and i hate you so much and i was just like okay let's get through this but then i might have further like oh yeah mrs anderson she taught me everything i know and i'm like where was that for so me i was the student who was like late to class every single day and i had my professor who ended up being my advisor um his family trained seeing eye dogs i mean already already just like a nice guy i show up late miss that whole speech i walk in i see a cute ass labrador puppy just on the ground immediately just like malibu high uh, lewis and clark in portland i mean is that a real place this is college is that a real place yeah yeah, yeah. Sounds like camp. It was like a summer camp. College was like a Lewis summer camp to Clark? me. Lewis and Clark? Lewis and Clark Discovery. Well, it's no. said Discovery <laughs> afterwards? No, no, no. But oh. uh, I'm just saying, oh, you know, they, okay. were, they were explorers. That sounds you know? amazing. Um, that's well, kind of one of those colleges that sounds like really, um, like there's like 100 people we didn't who go have to, to wear it. It's shoes. really hard to get into. We didn't have to wear shoes to school. Stop. Like you go in barefoot. Stop. I did all the time. Now, was this like a college college or was this like a, was a college mushroom college? university? It, oh, I mean, we did a lot of that. <laughs> but so it's it's like a, a, I went to college in Costa Rica. It was a, no, it's a very much and a, a shaman as a professor. It's a respectable college. Wow. It's up there in the liberal arts. Like, you Amazing. know. Amazing. No, I, I would, man, I, that sounds incredible. It's in like the, like Lewis and Clark, Reed, Vassar, Bard. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a good school. That's amazing. Um, but I I walk in late and I'm rolling around. I'm literally on the floor with this lab. Just like vibe. In front of the whole classroom. I was like, I literally walked in lit off my ass probably for like, you know, it's the first day class. It's orientation. We don't do anything but read the syllabus as a group. It's the biggest fucking waste of time in the world. What, uh, what, what grade are you? 
uh, sophomore probably. Confident. What were you studying? This was a. No, what was your What was your major? Religious studies and history. Religious so like studies. Formations. How How religions formed. Whoa. Out of like so you know you know you know no yeah I, I mean i know what you're saying but like that's really cool okay so my professor is he I, I missed the whole point of him telling everyone you can't interact with these dogs they're seeing eye dogs they're literally people blind people's guides through the why world why would you bring them to class they then? can't you don't stop bring a dog because to you a have bunch to of train them year olds. what do dogs what a good what a good boy dogs want to do when they see a whole bunch Play of people with everybody exactly so they have to teach them to be in rooms full of people and crowds and not seek pets and what do a bunch of good boys and girls at 19 years old want to do with dogs roll play around on the play floor. with the dog he's talking about how detrimental this is to the training <laughs> i walk in late and i'm literally on my hands and knees rolling around on my back with this puppy mm. and then he's like oh my god like who are you and, and he was cool like, though, oh hey i'm just of course i'm like hey i'm disgraced i'm so sorry sorry dude. so sorry i'm late oh my god your dog's <laughs> you so were a baby sick. tyler yeah <laughs> he's like and then Wait, he's this like, dog this class comes with dogs he's like ah, you can't touch the dog like you can't pet the dog <laughs> you see that like, vest what Make immediately has to repeat the first. Day. By this oh, time, like late, 25 minutes of class have been wasted. Oh, so not only did you. You're welcome. Yeah, not only That's, did you <laughs> did you interrupt the class because you're late, you then interrupted it again by playing with the dog. Yeah, and then Incredible. making him repeat the entire orient, like the first part of class, which was just. These were things, these were skills, I div tangential skills, like wow. diverting a teacher. Yeah. Oh, so that the, you could waste the time so that they end up, oh, I guess it's time to go. You know what? We had a very different experience. I studied for finance. Yeah. Okay. In corporate finance. And let me be honest with you. There was no dogs. Okay. There was no no shoes. Okay. There was a lot of people in there who were obsessed with money mm -hmm. and obsessed with how to climb the corporate ladder. Mm, yeah. It was a very different animal. And it half my half my classes were people who were mathematicians who hated people and the reason why they got into that business is because they hate people mm -hmm. and they realized well i could just kind of have this job that takes care of me for the rest of my life called being a professor so i'm gonna i by the way not only do i hate people i hate 20 year olds more than any other type of people but now i'm stuck teaching them and that was my teachers half the time very few were interested in actually nurturing 20 year olds they were like how do i get to a level to where i could literally fail every one of them and i wouldn't care and that was, uh, and I really wish now that I went to Lewis and Clark, and this is something that I'm going to have to take up with my parents and be like, why what didn't you, it? actually, why didn't you know, what, why couldn't you have guided me? So our freshman, you know how everyone had the freshman orientation class where it's like, this is an essential credit you have to take to yeah. graduate. Ours was called Exploration and Discovery. I mean, dude, I'm so jealous. It's unbelievable. It was so stupid. This sounds amazing. I bet like everyone was friends and it was a hang. I mean, it was, there was 2,200 kids at my college. And oh, there was, was like 25,000. What was in a graduating class was like 200. That sounds incredible. I mean, it's crazy except my high school graduating class was 1,000 people. Right. So it was weird to go smaller. It was after. smaller than high school. So that's why it's like it's very much summer camp vibes. That's cool. And you're in where? Washington? Portland, Oregon. Oregon. So you're already in camp vibes anyway. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I wish. That sounds incredible. That was definitely not my experience. And um, I resent you for all that joy you I mean, have if i had gone to a state school i'd be like i, I would have flunked out of college for sure <laughs> right well, I, had, I mean here's the deal too is that everyone has this assumption you should go to college it's like dude i studied finance i went on one job interview and i got the job and i never went to the first day of the job <laughs> why because i was like i hate this yeah i appreciate the skills i learned but I will, uh, this is a nightmare. Get me out of here. I got to leave right now. See, this and then is... I started, and then I, I was doing music and it was like, I was doing music during the whole time I was doing finance anyway, getting into it. But I look back and go, man, like, you know what I should have done? I should have moved to LA when I was 18 and started doing what I, what I'm doing now, like at 18, instead of like postponing what I knew I really wanted to do. And that was the thing of like, I did what I was supposed to do, which was like study finance. Well, this is like, I mean, this is also a difference in, my mind state at the time was like, I have no idea. I'm not going to burden myself with the anxiety of 
picking the subject I'm going to learn in college based on the career opportunities it's going to open for me in life. Right. I was just like, it's the very first time in my entire scholastic experience where I get to choose what I'm learning. And that was like a very liberating feeling for me where I was like, I'm going to study whatever I want. Wow, that's cool. The biggest bummer was that by the time that I realized there's actually a big paleontology program. And you kind of, now that you look back, you're like, I probably should have done that. Well, they only offered in the summer. And by the time that I knew the school offered this paleontology program, because yeah. Eastern Oregon, there's like a lot of dinosaurs that they unearth over oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. You had to have taken like all these natural science prerequisites. I'm of course in the humanities department. So we were just more like, can you read and write? Boom, right. You know, stamped right. A-OK. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, right, like, right. you had to know math and stuff. And I was sure. like, I don't want to do that. It's funny looking back on that because I was raised very much not that way. Like it was like college is practically like there is this, this is uh, your entrance into college. You talk about like, oh, I get to choose whatever I want to learn. No, no, no. That was not what my brain was saying or what I was told. My brain was you got to choose something that will make you money. That's all that matters. Well, it's not necessarily what I was told. I remember calling oh, my what dad. You thought, whatever. It was. I was just like sick. You know, <laughs> I called my dad and I remember sophomore year. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm doing any of this stuff. Like, what am I going to do? Go into a career in this? Like, no, I'm not yeah. going to become a professor. And my dad was literally like, you better figure it the fuck out. Or like, I'm pulling you out of college. Like, why am I, why mm. are we paying for you to go to, like, why are uh. you calling me, telling me that you have no idea what you're doing up there? He was so pissed at me. Oh, I, I get that though. I totally get it. It was if like, you're a like moment I, I of like, much oh, he's paying for whatever. And you're like, wait a second. You're just fucking around in the this woods was like yeah this was like <laughs> this is where i call my friend who's at another school and griped him about this don't call my dad who's like paying sure. for me to go to school to just fucking get high so when i look back i go man it would have been so much cooler to like go to some college where like i lived and i wasn't working as much and like i could just meet all these friends and hang out instead it was like working school working school and i like grinded college out and i look back and i go that was four years of just like grinding and yeah i was just like I could have like met so many fun people. I could have been doing mushrooms in the woods like my boy Gray. And it's like that could have been so epic. And I'm like, because of because I didn't, I just kind of grinded out well, the proper way. And now I'm like, damn, dude. We're like, pushed into doing all of these things without like the sense of like self-discovery. Right. So like there's I, I don't know. I, I just think we're rushed through a lot of the most like formative periods of our life focusing on like how the time we're spending at that moment is going to set up security for ourselves later. Right. But what it ends up doing is just like you, it's like the, I don't know. It's like setting you up for like a midlife crisis. Yeah. In my mind, it's like, you're better <laughs> off taking a year off of school or like exploring trade school options or yeah. like go to community college and take your prereqs and get a part-time job and fuck around and then be like, oh, actually, like, I don't want to do this. I'm way more interested in this. Travel, go outside of the country. Sure. Like, And that's why I'm grateful for music. Because music gave me all the stuff I didn't get in college. Like, I got to tour the world. I got to, you know, play shows. I get to just wake up every day and make creative shit all the time. And get have that be my career. And like go to parties and meet all sorts of interesting people. So like for me, the post college saved me from all that post college, like regret of like, Oh, I didn't get to experience life. And it's like, I got to experience it like right after college by going into the music industry. So that was cool. But I think about like, man, like if I wouldn't have, I totally get why people like at 45 years old, just snap and buy a Harley and divorce and just leave everyone. Because it's just like, if you never got that out of your system, if you never tried things, if you never just kind of like recklessly lived for a while, it's like, dude, you'd lose your mind. Well, it's like, you don't learn how to sit in the driver's seat of your own life. No. It's like, part of that is making mistakes and crashing your car. Yeah. Like, you know, I love these metaphors, but like, you do need to sit, you, you need to fuck up. You need to like, not do... I mean, this is a crazy like point of like privilege to be talking about of this. Course, one, but it's of like, course. You, you know, not if you get an opportunity, like full scholarship, so you should probably take that. Absolutely. But, like if you do have the option to explore, you should definitely, in my mind, that would be my advice. It's just like, take 100%. your time and explore and fuck around and make mistakes. 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing too is this is so off topic and I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. I, think I we're love just drinking it, dude. This is the just the right chilada right this now. This is the chilada podcast brought to you by Vodka this Sodas. This is chatty bros, dude. Um, but to wrap this up, like that's when I think about Ember. I go, oh, what I'm going to do for her, at least to my best of my ability, is... I don't want her to waste too much time, but at the same time, I want her to be able to experience life. So I'm going to empower her to go after something that's exciting to her instead of like the right thing. So it's yeah. like if she's really into something that maybe isn't a college thing, I'll be like, don't go to college. Like start a business, like work on something. I'll help you with that. Like let's take the money that we would have put into college and put it towards a startup that you want to rip or a couple or, or you want to take some uh, overseas courses to do something uh, cool. Like I mean, let's, take let's that put you experience. through, let's go take that experience and like dissect it and figure out like where do you, now that you've done something like that, how do you see, how do you see yourself like wanting school to age you in future endeavors? Uh, which is like when you're 30, if you, if you were to go to school right now, it'd be a very different situation. I'd like take it seriously. Well, you'd go for a reason. Yeah. To me, it was like an extension of high school or it's just like, Oh, well, and let's also Reading be honest, again. half of your college is bullshit anyways, because yeah. you're taking classes you hate that have nothing to do with what you're actually studying, all sorts of that stuff. Anyway, right, we got to wrap. I have to pee so bad. Okay. We love y'all. We are so excited for this new dynasty. I guess you can call it a dynasty. <laughs> I guess you can call it a kingdom. What do we have? We had the Persians. We had the Greeks. We had the Arabs. Romans. Before all that, there was the Chinese. There was Romans somewhere in the middle of all that. I don't know. Now, now you've got the broskies. The bros, dude. <laughs> Let the bro dynasty we reign. We drink at night and talk about reality television. We and we're here to stay. Beer. Cheap beer and cheap liquors mixed with fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> and get Tyler on. Yes. Te Call him. Text him even. Text us his number if you have it. <laughs> if you know him, get him on here. We got a chair right there for him. My guy. Or a Skype. We can Skype him in. Whatever. Yeah, we could. But peace and love. Um, what's next? We don't. I don't know what's next. But we're gonna get into it. Whatever's There's next, more, we're getting into it. They got bachelors just. We got all up. sorts of stuff. We got. You paradise. let us know. We you got all sorts of know. good stuff. So keep hitting us with the good questions. Thanks. Anytime we post, you guys hit us up with great questions and comments. And you know, we love y'all. We love you, Canadians. We love everybody. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. We do love for Canada. Love for Canada forever. More Chat love for the U.S. But Canada, you're <laughs> sick. Chat soon. <laughs> Chat soon. Chat soon. Peace. <laughs>